And we're back here on the Jones Zone. It's your host, Reeves Jones. Man, does it feel good to be back. Feels great. Today, I'm going to have one of my best buddies here at school, Trent Lamar, on today. We're going to run through week one of college football, a couple games Thursday. Um, you know, we already had week zero. Tar Heels offense look good. Um, and we got some big games coming up week one. Preview those and we'll, we'll run through, you know, some of the games that I like a lot in week one NFL. And that starts a week from Thursday. So really pumped about what's going on. No, it's been a while since I've been here. But, uh, you know, overwhelming support from episode one. And I love it. I, I love to hear from you guys. And I'm glad to be back here. So uh, with that said, let's get right back into it. Back sitting uh, in Peabody Hall with my buddy Trent Lamar from school. Uh, Trent, how about you say something about yourself? Uh, yeah, what's up, guys? Um, excited to do this. I'm Trent. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Met Reeves, I don't know, a year ago or so, and uh, we bonded over sports pretty quick. As soon as I saw he was doing this, I was pretty excited to hopefully be a part of it, and uh, he was nice enough to ask me on pretty early. So, yeah. excited to get after it. Week two of the Jones Zone here. It's August 30th. You know, approaching week one of college football. Already had week zero last week. And then, you know, a week from tomorrow, we got NFL starting up. So, very excited. So, we're going to run you through, guys, a little recap of some week zero games. Our our personal Chapel Hill Tar Heels played in week zero, luckily. It was good to be back in Keenan Moore, I'd say. And then uh, we'll go through some week one. You know, the Heels are at app. And then go through some NFL. You know, we, got, we like some games here and we like some games in the NFL. So, let's get after it. So, uh, we're going to recap couple weeks zero games. So our first game on our docket is the Northwestern Nebraska game. It's played in Dublin, Ireland, and Trent and I both bet on it, as a matter of fact. I took the winning side and Trent took the losing side, but it was it was a good game to watch. So yeah, pretty much in that game, it, Nebraska or Northwestern went the game and went to the halftime with a lead, scoring a touchdown. It was seventeen fourteen or something like that. Not totally sure. And then Nebraska seemingly just lost itself. I don't know. We can get into it. But the question is, surrounding this game, is what is Scott Frost doing at Nebraska? Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. Some of the coaching decisions were, were video game stuff. I mean, top 11, second quarter, kicking onside kick. What, what the hell is that? Um, I mean, you follow it up. You followed last season, hiring Mark Whipple, offensive coordinator from Pitt. Really successful offense there with Kenny Pickett, you know, bringing Casey Thompson from Texas, who I will say, defend my bet, looked pretty good. No, remember that play Casey Thompson had? And he's running around the field, turns around, and launches an absolute bomb downfield. That was ridiculous. I think that was what my tweet immediately called, <laughs> to be honest. But, uh, hell of a play, hell of a play. But lost for sure. But yeah, so Scott Frost in his last 26 games, actually in his last 26 one-score games, so, you know, we're talking seven points or less. Actually, eight points. I guess you count two-point conversion. He is five and twenty-one, <laughs> and he has thirty total losses in Lincoln, Nebraska. Frost is fifteen and thirty as their coach, and I, I, he's lost. I mean, there's so many memes. Just social media was blowing up about how bad he was. I mean, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah, as of this Monday, uh, he's now the Vegas favorite to be the first Power Five coach to lose <laughs> their job. Um, I mean, you can't really deny that. I was actually, you know, looking at the athletic earlier today. 
then Nebraska fans are still stuck in the 1980s. They're throwing around names like Matt Campbell and Urban Meyer. And right. let's be real, Urban Meyer's never going there. Matt Campbell might have a chance leaving the Big 12 with all the financial stuff going on with the conferences. But Nebraska's a dead program, and Scott Frost was supposed to be the chosen son, and it's uh, it's gone worse than you could have imagined. So. Yeah, so you out there, Scott Frost, you know, you don't have to listen to me, but the whole national champions thing, you beat Auburn in the Peach Bowl that year, whatever, uh, that doesn't seem like, you know, much of a – Thing anymore, so I don't know. So we'll, we'll go into like you know we were in Keenan Memorial for this game. Uh, it was good, really good to be back. Uh, honest, didn't feel like football weather, but you know we got football back. Played Florida A and M, pretty cool. They had a bunch of issues before the game with guys. Almost I'll tell you what going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they're missing the guy on their team. I can't remember his name, but F- FCS Defensive Player of the Year last year. And you know we were going in pretty confident. I mean the spread was like forty five points. And didn't get there, but uh, Drake May, really impressed. Real, I was really impressed. I mean, granted, probably most ideal situation he could be in for a week zero game, playing a you know school of that caliber, but five touchdowns, you know, look good. Defense, that's, that's more what I'm concerned about, though. Yeah, definitely. There are some serious concerns. I mean, anybody who knows me, um, who at this point is probably most of the, most of the Jones Jones fan base, but... There is. I'm not a huge Mac Brown fan, and he's only he's only upset more of his comments after the game. I mean, we just looked the exact same as we did last season. That said, I went to bed feeling feeling really bad about the way the game went, and I woke up feeling a little better about it. So we'll see. I really don't think like I feel like I learned much, but it's it's good to see football on the field. Agreed. So heading headed up to Boone this weekend, twelve o'clock game. UNC the line has dropped almost three points or. Mm, two and a half points, but I think they're sitting at one right now. Uh, we th- we thinking I'm pretty confident in the heels. This is for this reason. I saw a tweet the other day. Appalachian State has 21 fifth year or sixth year player players. See, in my opinion, when I look at that, I'm thinking, okay, UNC doesn't have you know this experience or whatever. But when we have guys, we don't have five or six year players because. When guys are eligible for the NFL draft, they're getting drafted out of here or they're going to pro days or something. They're out of here in four years. Um, I mean, that's a good statistic, but sometimes talent just takes over. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I mean, Matt Brown's comments made me so angry when he was saying, you know, we should be an underdog. They've got all this experience. They've got all that. The reality is, is there's not a single guy on the App State roster we would give a scholarship to. So there's really no reason it should be hard. But then again, the Heels have given you no reason to have faith on the road. That's sad. I mean, I have him in July. I'm probably going to double down again tomorrow. So. I took him. I'm confident. I'm taking talent here. I don't know. We'll move on. So, Thursday night, we're starting week one. Uh, biggest game is probably um, West Virginia and Pitt. Line is at seven and a half now. What is it? The backyard brawl or something? Backyard ba- brawl. They're yeah. Like, I don't know. 50-some-odd miles apart, I think. Yeah. Really cool rivalry. Um, Luke Barbarica, if you're listening, I know your dad's pumped about this. He's a West Virginia fan, but grew up in the Pittsburgh area. So. High school roommate was a, uh, is a, is a Pitt student now, and he's pumped. He's pumped. Yeah, so be a good game. Two USC quarterbacks. I'm personally leaning towards Pitt. I don't know. They came off a better season last year. It's, at, it's in Heinz Field. I'm just going to take probably the better team right now. I'll, I'll take the points, honestly. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Narduzzi's a pretty good coach. Um, their record was definitely inflated by a historically weak ACC. Losing Kenny Pickett's tough, but Keaton Slovis has done it before. I mean, 
it's really hard to separate him and JT Daniels with the body of work. So I'll take the hometown team. It's really exciting. I mean, conference realignment, the biggest issue is it has ruined rivalries like this, and it's really exciting to, to see this happen, especially with all the dialogue going on about conference realignment. So it's cool to see this happening. Um, it's an awesome first game. Great storyline matchup. Reality is they're both probably pretty bad teams this season. Yeah. I'm excited. But, yeah, gr- great matchup. College game, they'll be there on a Thursday night, which is pretty cool to see. And, I don't know, it should be a good game. And then another game I like, you know, not a ton to say here. It's just kind of a betting, you know, curve I like to talk about. But Penn State has taken the last nine games from the – so Penn State and Purdue is the game I'm talking about. Purdue uh, getting three and a half points at home. Penn State has taken the last nine games from Purdue. I don't know. I kind of just have a feeling that, you know, Purdue wasn't horrible last year. I feel like they were pretty competitive, had some upsets. But I'm gonna take the points, maybe even sprinkle some money line for you know getting get started in this week one. But I like the Boilermakers to kind of upset this trend. Not going to ten games in a row is kind of a lot, so gonna get off there. But you know, not much <laughs> intel there. Just yeah. just kind of betting side. I'm not a huge Big Ten guy, but yeah, um, I don't know. Probably gonna take the Nittany Lions. It's week one. I love James Franklin. I'm a group Vanderbilt fan, so he's our guy. Yeah. Um, I don't really know much about the picture, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, don't need to stay on that one much longer. But week one, God, we have a really good slate ahead. And the first one I want to talk about, team I was high on in episode one, if you were listening, the Arkansas Razorbacks, Woo Pig, baby. They're, at, they're in Fayetteville, Arkansas, against the a college football playoff team last year, Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, quarterback K.J. Jefferson, Looking to make a name for himself in the NFL draft this year. I, they're definitely one of my teams to watch. I mean, I stole a nice future bets over under re- regular season wins for the Razorbacks at five. I mean, <laughs> kind of just – I just stole money from Vegas. I don't see how that doesn't hit. But I like the Razorbacks getting or giving up six and a half. I think they come ready to play, and Cincinnati's deprived, you know, guys like Ritter and Sauce Gardner. So, I'm I'm t- I'm taking my Razorback breakout season to start week one. Yeah, I'm I'm with Reeves here. First of all, the fact that he got the Hogs at five is absolutely <coughs> ridiculous. It has to be a question system. Um, but I honestly took it seven and a half wins because I don't know. I think the SEC West could finally shake up this year. We haven't seen that in a long time. And I'd love to see it. Um, KJ Jefferson's a hell of a player. That's a deprived fan base. I'd love to see it. I mean, Fickle's a great coach, but. Cincinnati's still a group of five school, not for long, but um, they probably still have a group of five talent, so I'm going to go with the talent again. I'm with you there, Trent. So, next game, 3.30 start time. We got a Pac-12 and SEC matchup. Reigning national champions, Georgia facing Oregon in Atlanta. National champions put in prime time, 3.30, SEC on CBS. I don't know. Uh, Bo Nix transferred uh, from Auburn to Oregon, and... I mean, huge spread going on here, but I like it. I mean, I said, I'll quote myself from episode one, take me at Georgia at whatever points they're giving up, and I, I'm still with that. Georgia had 15 players drafted, but a lot of losses, but, you know, they're number three for a re- reason. You know, a lot of these rankings are based on recruiting, and I think the talent's still there, and the coach is definitely still there, so I like the dogs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. 15 players drafted's a lot, but... I mean, Cristobal's gone. That would make this a lot more exciting. The one, the one storyline I do like is that Bo Nix has seen Georgia defense a lot. And um, I think that could make a difference. That said, 
Oregon's a great program. Hopefully they, they don't get lost in, uh, in the future of college football, but I don't know. It's not their year, probably not their game. Yeah, I mean, Bo Nix has seen the Georgia defense, but how has, has he ever beat Georgia? <laughs> Georgia defense has seen Bo Nix. Yeah, all. yeah. We'll see what happens there, but big game. Like like to see the dogs come back. You know, eleven versus three game never hurt week one, but I don't know. It's a good game, and we'll move into the Utah Utes are headed to the swamp. Uh, they're favored, and I think they should be definitely favored. They're I think the line is at three now, and they're returning a bunch of guys, and they're returning one of my favorite coaches in college football, Kyle Whittingham. Yeah, but absolutely. swamp is a tough play, Billy. Billy Napier, I just don't think they're they're going to be ready week one. Yeah, I mean, it's early. Billy Napier just seems like the next in line of these last every Florida coach since Urban Meyer. Um, it's hard to bet against the SEC team because Florida always just has so much talent. But that said, honestly, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go on the betting line there, but I, I do really like – Utah this year. Ludwig's a good coordinator. Whittingham's a good coach. They're a solid team. Probably the best team out west this year for sure. Agreed. I think their their preseason AP rankings pretty respectable. Pretty pretty up there for the Utes. But I agree with it. I mean that Rose Bowl game they competed with one of the best teams this year. Ohio State Buckeyes. We're about to get into. But I'm riding the Utes this year. Um, I like them. Let's do good, it. Good test for both teams. Honestly, I think this is one of the few Week One matchups where. I'd honestly love to see the youth just blow their ass out. I think I think it'd just be entertaining, but I don't know. That's tough. Definitely a tough place to play, especially week one. Everyone everyone in Gainesville's gonna be ready to get back in there and see some football. But I like it. And then so just mention them: the Ohio State Buckeyes coming at preseason number two, and they're facing the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the Horseshoe, and they're getting a whole lot of points. We're talking seventeen and a half of them. I don't know. What do we think there, Trent? Yeah, I mean, I think Ohio State's got a dog walking, to be honest. But I do really, really like the storylines around this game. I mean, first of all, obviously, the Marcus Freeman debut. Um, for all the Heels fans watching, you got to be watching this one closely because no App State's gotten really serious. If we're, if we're legit this year, we're going to come out of Boone with a win, and this is kind of the first real test waiting ahead. And uh, hopefully it should be a fun night in Chapel Hill in a couple weeks. So I'm going to be watching closely for sure. Um, that said, Notre Dame's got a lot of talent, but it's Notre Dame. We'll see if they can change their, their luck without Brian Kelly. Yeah, I mean, personally, I think that's a ton of points. I mean, that's, a t- that's two touchdowns and a field goal. And, you know, a lot of the time hiring an in-house guy like Marcus Freeman, you know, a guy who you know, took over for their bowl game when uh, Brian Kelly left. I don't know. I just feel like that can motivate a team, keeps them in the same system, keeps them on the same wavelength a lot of the time. So I think they'll, they'll come ready to play and be ready for the test, but – you know that, that I mean, you know, Vegas is trying to tell you something like, you know, Ohio State is for real this year. Sure. And I'm, the horseshoe's gonna come out. They always do. Oh yeah, totally. And I brought up this old Twitter graphic. I don't know if you're looking at Trent, but last time they played it was 1995, and I don't know, it's just it's, it's just a wax job. But you know, things are different. Yeah. Are they? I don't know. Good. It's gonna be a hell of a game though. We got uh, number five versus number two, week one. Whoever complained about that? Also, in early NFL draft news, it's. Beginning of the CJ Stroud number one overall pick campaign. So we'll see how it goes. I think he's probably the early favorite for 101 over uh, over Bryce Young come next April. True that. True that. All right. So yeah, some really big games. Um, I don't know. What were some of these LSU FSU? That was a game I talked about on the first podcast. 
I don't know. A lot of, Brian Kelly, I just feel like I need to see some. He's, you know, he's going from, you know, really, like, really classy, you know, traditional football school to one that's, you know, probably a little bit more flashy in, in these past few years. And, you know, yeah. got to make a lot of noise with him for sure. Another, Expectations another, are high. Another two programs that are loaded with talent haven't really delivered results except at least in the immediate past. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think LSU gets it done. But I'd like to see Florida State rejuvenate. The ACC is – you know, a dead duck in the water, but, uh, you know, it'd be good for the ACC for the next, for however long we last to see uh, Florida State. Yeah, and, and Florida State played in week zero against Duquesne. I mean, it's you know, not, not a pun to write home about, but they waxed them like they should have, so yeah. good sign. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with that said, uh, really good really good talk for college football. I'm really excited, you know, because we got it this weekend, but – you know, we're going, to, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to hop right back in some NFL. You know, really excited to talk about that. I'm sure you are too, Trent. But um, we'll be right back in a sec. So back here, and, you know, we're going to get right back into it uh, with the NFL, starting with the NFL. I know this is what most people want to hear, and especially what I want to talk about. Uh, I know most people want to tap into the NFL this year, and it's what people like. It's what we love waking up to on Sunday, Sunday morning. So with that said, like I said earlier, uh, week from tomorrow, we'll have week one. We got Buffalo is heading to SoFi Stadium in LA, and we're facing defending champion Rams. Rams made, you know, they were not not shy to stop it, adding any kind of weaponry, star weaponry. Talking Allen Robinson, former All Pro for the Chicago Bears, and Bobby Wagner. We know what Bobby Wagner is, freaking stud, no matter what. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, what do we think? The narrative's there. Bills are a huge media favorite, and I don't know. Big game. I love it. Prime time. Yeah, I'm huge on both these teams this season. I think everybody is. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Bills just because they're the media darling. This is you know, this is their year. They've been talking about nothing but a Super Bowl since they got to the training camp up in Orchard Park, you know, a month or so ago. And uh, you know, there's validity to that. So I think they're going to get after it week one, come out with all they got, and get it done. Um, that said, I think this could be a Super Bowl precursor, to be honest. So hopefully it'll be exciting. Hopefully we see it again. Um, Rams are awesome. Bills are awesome. But got to go with the favorite. Totally, yeah. I mean, you're right. NFL wouldn't set up this game if they didn't think it would be a Super Bowl. And I'm totally with you. I mean, Bills are my pick for the AFC. And I actually think the Rams might have been my pick for the NFC. I think they actually were. I think the Rams cruised to the NFC. You know, they were turning a lot of talent and experience per usual and I like the Rams, but I'm with Trent. I'm going to side with the Bills in this game. I think they come out with more confidence, come out with, you know, some to prove more than the Rams do. But really looking forward to this game. Big narrative, and but I like it. Big big Thursday night game. Great way to get started. And then we're going to hop into my hometown team, Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield will be facing his former team, team that basically just disowned him this offseason. For a guy that's going to get an 11-game suspension, I don't know why they wouldn't keep him, but I'm glad he's here. Upgrade over whoever we have, but big narrative game. Biggest pride. Baker's already come out, said he's going to fuck up the Browns. I love it. I mean, this is what I wanted. I want our quarterback. I mean, Cam Newton was a great fit for the Panthers because, you know, he wasn't shy to, you know, show people who he was. And I kind of like that. Probably need a little bit more of that in Carolina. So, yeah, I mean, I, Panthers, come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge uh, Panthers guy this year, to be honest, but I'd love to see Baker resurge. I mean, you know, big game big game boomer is all over him. Uh, <laughs> I'm all about Baker, so I'd love to see it, and I'd love to see a little swagger return to the Panthers because that franchise has been lost for a little while. 
I think he'll definitely get it done. Uh, hopefully the rest of the season can stay on that trend, but I don't know. I'm not as hopeful there. Yeah, I just, I mean, like, like I said in episode one, I just don't see how anyone can trust the Browns this year without Deshaun, especially through 11 games. I mean, comeback or not, you know, and you win, you know, six straight games. Congrats! I don't know. You're probably going to be yeah. two and or two and nine at that point. The two and ten. Weird too. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's a foregone conclusion for everybody that he's going to come back and be the same player. It's been 24 months of football. That's yeah. a lot to make up on. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I'm not huge on either of these teams this year. Agreed. But definitely a lot of storylines. Future yeah. for the Panthers and uh, obviously the Browns have. Yeah. Nothing bad news this offseason, but we'll see what goes. Panthers have been doing their fair share during ca- training camp. Added LaVisca Chenault. Like it? I, li- I like it, kind of. I mean, he hasn't shown much. He's been a 600-yard receiver in two years, so nothing to lose. it's promising. Yeah, nothing to lose there. I like adding weapons. Never hurt anybody. But, I don't know. Panthers are favored by two and a half points. Line's just gone up since it came out. Panthers were getting points, like, earlier this summer, but... I don't know. I like it. Browns haven't won a week one game since 2004. For, <laughs> if you want some betting, betting tidbits. But I'm rocking with the Panthers. I think Baker comes out ready to play. New look Panthers in some areas. But I like to see some guys break out. I love. I like Panthers here. Um, and then we're going to transition into the, some AFC East talk. I'm uh, going to talk about Patriots at in Miami facing the Dolphins. Newly loaded Dolphins team. And a kind of aging Patriots team, as it feels like at this point. What do we think here? Yeah, I I said earlier to Reeves when we were uh, when we were talking about what we we're going to talk about today. I think this is what the NFL is all about. I mean, these are two teams that are you know going to be around that 500 number. I like the Dolphins a little bit more, but I think both these teams are going to be here November, December. Um, two exciting coaches. Um, you know, definitely like the Dolphins, but I think that this is this is what the NFL is all about. This is an immediate, you know, what do you turn on on Sunday? Watching Patriots at Dolphins at 1 p.m. and yeah, that's Sunday, man. Well, we're back. Totally, totally. Going to be a tough division to navigate with the Bills. You know, bringing their best team we've seen in a few years. But I don't know. I have some concerns, and for some for the Patriots, they haven't. Their offense is kind of up in the air as far as you know. Who's who's calling decision? Who's the authority figure? Who's keeping everyone in check? I'm sure they. Any I'm sure, yeah. Do they have any talent? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that too. I think it's always good to have clarity in this league. So kind of suspect there. Not really worried about the defensive side of the ball with Belichick back there on his experience. Honestly, I make a hot take. I think this is Belichick's last years as a head coach wow. in this league. I just think he's just not with this new younger guy, new offensive scheme, new. Diverse playbook. I just don't think he's just ready to adapt past his traditional football sense that you know allowed him to dominate and throughout the 2000s, 2010s. I just think the game is changing, and you know, like it says, why I'm, that's why I like the Dolphins a lot. They added a lot of offensive weaponry. They're all offensive center now with Howard McDaniel, but Tua Tyreek Waddle have a lot to prove, and I really, you know, I can see them being a really good team. I mean, they got a lot of speed. Speed, you know, does well in this league. So. I do worry slightly about Tua's arm strength. I mean, you know, it's a, it's an overplayed narrative for sure. But I mean, he's done nothing to prove it wrong. I think Tyreek and Waddle are awesome. Hopefully, McDaniel can draw some stuff up for him. Um, we'll see if Tua can get it done. This is a real make it break it for you, make it or break it year for him. So true. Big big setup. Uh, division rivalry game uh, week one. So Tua knows what to expect, and so do the Patriots. So it should be a good game. I think the Dolphins win. They're favored by three, but. Probably just like the money line better here, but 
big game, uh, especially for this new look Dolphins. Put a lot Dolphins of Dolphins make the playoffs. You know, I think they do. I mean, wow. it's and they got a it, AFC. I know tough AFC, but I think speed is a narrative in this league now, and offense especially. And they upgraded, and I think two of them might have a breakout, and I think they're due for a good season under a new coach. I mean, we've seen first year head coaches do really good things, so. I don't know. Something to look out for. Tough division, though, I'll say. But I do see the Dolphins making the playoffs, sneaking into a wild card spot. But they will not hang with the Bills. Maybe steal a game or two. Not not two. A game from the Bills. But I don't know. Besides that, Patriots and Jets, especially if they beat the, the Patriots week one, I think yeah. they could definitely you know, do well in their division. For all Zach Wilson talk, they're not a threat. No, they're not. And Zach won't even be here till week four or five or something like that, if that's right. Doing his whole knee. I think yeah, not a good sign for the Jets, and I'm not sure what their schedule's looking like, but... Lost their... Mekhi Bacton, who has... I mean, he's been nothing. Dude, they, I think they were going to cut him. I mean, he was... He's just a bust at this point, yes, but... It's, it's gone. He sucks. And then we're going to move into Giants at Titans. Trent is a Nashville guy, and he loves his Titans, so... Yeah, I mean, there's not much to talk about this game. I think five and a half points is pretty generous. Um, pretty generous spread. I'm all over it. Um, I'm definitely biased, but I think even even cutting out the bias, that's, that's generous. I think, I guess... To extend it to the to the rest of the season, I mean, the Titans have been vast the media all year. Our receiving core is weak. Trading AJ Brown in the first round is a crazy move. Yeah. They're not really the team's choice. Um, yeah. I mean, Tannehill's been getting bashed, rightfully so. Last time we saw him under the bright lights, he crumbled. Yeah. Last time we saw him before that under the bright lights, he crumbled. Yeah. So I think he's a pretty good regular season quarterback. I think this is his last year in Tennessee, to be perfectly honest. Oh, it totally is. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're a playoff team. I think we went to the division. Reeves seems to disagree. Yeah, that, uh, I heard. I got an earful from Trent. He, he shot me a phone call as soon as he listened. <laughs> had had his fair share of words to say, but still my pick. But I do like the Titans in this game. Like Trent said, he made a good point. Giants won't be in prime time for this game. Pretty, you know. Giants. I don't know a lot. They're they're in an entirely new system. Brian Dable. I don't know. I like the I like the Titans to win and cover five and a half right now. Equally excited for it to be week one and. Yeah, I was about to say you got to be equally excited, probably more than excited. You got yeah. Malik Willis yeah. under under staff right Malik now. Willis and sixty mil for the highest paid quarterback. Yeah, but now. that's to you know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Love love what I've been seeing from Malik Willis this preseason. He, I mean, he looks massive in a Titans uniform, and I feel like he just has sky high potential. He's just, I mean, I like it. You're in, you're, you're, you're in good hands, in my opinion, for the next few years. Traylon Burks, no, he hasn't played a lot this preseason, but. Nah, it's all nice. Yeah, it's all good. It's preseason. Preseason. We're going to move into, all right, this game has a lot of narratives, too, especially from one side, and one side's quarterback, and that is the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers has had a very just different offseason. I'll just say that. Loud offseason. And that's not typical of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you know, he likes being in Green Bay. Honestly, it seems like, you know, he kind of gets to hide. You know, he's not not a big media presence there in Green Bay. But this offseason, I mean, he's pretty. He's been on a ton of podcasts I've seen, Boston with the Boys, and he was just kind of. I mean, he was just kind of being out of himself. I don't know. I mean, he's done ayahuasca summer. I mean, shit. I don't know what he learned from that. He's like tattoo. He's yeah. I was about to say he's tatted up on his forearm now, and apparently. Like four dimensions mean something different about his career. I don't know. Hanging what? out with Joe Rogan, it's all, it's all. This is a new Aaron Rodgers for sure. 
Yeah, coming out opening day, he's playing on painkillers. I don't know, but he's a two-time NFL MVP, and I'm not. So just got to, I guess, trust what this guy is doing, but definitely a big year. But I think he's gotten way relaxed given all this money he got paid at the end of last season, and now he has no weapons. So I don't know. Rodgers, I want to see it again, but I don't know. I, I do think you have some competition from the Vikings now. I mean, they hired the Rams OC, and he shoot, he showed some promise last year, and I think the Vikings have much more offensive weaponry than the, the Packers do at the moment. So. 100%. I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of news about how Zimmer and Kirk Cousins didn't get along, and I don't think we're bound to see much you know, progression from Kirk Cousins. He kind of is what he is at this point. That said, he's a perfectly fine quarterback, and the Vikings are a pretty well-run franchise. And uh, they definitely got a lot of talent between Dalvin Cook, who I just picked up in uh, yeah. fantasy. Yeah, let's go, and, let's go. Uh, Justin Jefferson, and I think it's, it's going to be a good year there. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Dalvin Cook owner in another league, and I snagged Justin Jefferson this year. So <laughs> I'm, riding the, I'm riding the skull wave, baby. Skull all the way. And they just picked up Jalen Rager today, too. So they definitely yeah. – I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But they're definitely serious about what they're doing on offense. And, True. Um, Probably the toughest line um, to pick of any of these games, I would say. Yeah, so the the uh, Packers are, are favored by two points. Honestly, I think the Vikings went out right. I mean, it's week one. I mean, Aaron Rodgers in his first game without Devontae Adams, who he threw 30% of his throws to over the past six years or something like that. I know, he's got to adapt, and I feel, feel like the Vikings are going to have confidence with the entirely new setup. No more Zimmer. Probably relief off a lot of guys' shoulders, given you know what Trent said about his relationship with Cousins, but... A lot to look here. I, I like the Vikings. I, I see them as a playoff team. Bottom line, in my opinion, I think they could do a lot more. But I know Rodgers weapon what weaponless for the first time in a while. He's got something to prove, especially do, you know all this noise in the offseason like we talked about. But definitely a game to look out for. Blood's in the water in the NFC North for the first time in a long, long time. Agreed. So. Agreed. Other two teams in that division, I have no idea. I think the the Lions could honestly improve. But I've been watching. I've been watching their hard knocks, and dude, it's been hilarious. Dan Campbell is a freaking he's animal, awesome. dude. He's awesome. And uh, uh, who's there? Williams, running back. Yeah, he's dude. He. Oh my god, it was awesome, dude. He. They were ending practice, and dude, he just got so emotional. He's like, "You are fucking pissing me off. That record. That record, and dude. And like, literally brought him to tears, dude. And like, he. I don't know. He just cares a ton. And, you know, he played in Green Bay, but I think this Lions team, dude, it has a ton of heart. And you gotta love it. Ton of potential, I mean, but the, on and the other team in that division, the Bears, I don't. They're a lost cause. They're they're they probably I don't know. They'll be a top three five pick. They're gonna suck. All right, and then another big game we're looking at. Chiefs are heading to Glendale, Arizona to face the Arizona Cardinals, and then the Chiefs are favored by three in this game. What do we think here? Patrick Mahomes, no more Tyreek Hill, but same system. I don't know. I think that's fair fair assessment of the line. I mean, Mahomes knows what he's getting out of the Cardinals' defense, but yeah. Yeah, I'd agree here. I mean, I've, I've been pretty vocal in that I'm not huge on the Chiefs this season, but only in the context of their division. I mean, I think you take things absolute. They're a better team than the Cardinals. Um, I'm not a huge Kyler guy. Clearly neither are the Cardinals based on the clauses they're throwing in his contract, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah. I think the Cardinals will be fine, but I think you got to go with Mahomes. He's the most talented player in the league, and uh, I think that shows week one. Yeah, no Hopkins either for the first six games. I mean, losing a weapon like that always hurts, but they got some intriguing options. I mean, they lost Christian Kirk too, but Rondell Moore should break out, and 
I don't, I don't even know who else they have. Oh, they got Hollywood Brown now, actually. Uh, never count out. Uh, they got speed, too, so never, I don't know. Never count out the, the Cardinals in September, though. I was about to say, Cliff Kingsborough's his record at the start of the year is absurd. So, I mean, if you're looking for a plus money underdog, or, you know, plus money underdog, I, you know. Decent value. History has said, you know, Cardinals dominate, but. I don't know. Then we're going to move into Bucks and Cowboys. Okay, so Tom Brady, like Aaron Rodgers, also kind of had a weird offseason. Not as extreme, but I don't know. We are, we're seeing all these reports that you know Tom Brady was talking to the Dolphins while he was still quarterback for the Patri- Patriots back in 2019. And then he wanted to uh, like play one more year for the Dolphins and then transition to kind of ownership role. But there were a ton of rules broken, and like Stephen Ross, the lost the first round pick. Lost. Opinion. I mean, that was extreme, in my opinion. Yeah. I, that was a first happened. and a third. I honestly feel like they should have just met in the middle at a second rounder. But I don't know. We we have seen at this point that you know that we get this Brady, we get this tenacious competitor, motivator on the field, but behind off the field, Brady. He didn't seem like it on the podium the other night. Yeah, Brady off the field. He looks like he's down about twenty pounds. Yeah. Fair amount of Botox. I don't know. It seems like there's something going on behind the scenes. I mean, 11 days in the middle of training camp. He's 45 years old. Yeah. He's to practice. But uh, that's weird. Yeah. Bra- that's non-competitive behavior. Yeah. Off the field. Bra- uh, yeah. And, I don't know. The Bucks have a bunch of line problems. Uh, yeah. They just lost Aaron Steady. who's supposed to be their left guard. Yeah. Their center's hurt. I don't know. We might not have a ton of chemistry coming from the Bucks week one, but... I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, I think the Cowboys. I mean, this was a this was the opening game last year. I remember, and uh, I don't know. I it was a decent game. I think I, I don't even know how it ended. Did it end on like a field? I think it actually won. It was a really close game. So I see it happening again where it's pretty close, and it's in Dallas this time. I mean, Bucks. I just feel like they're lacking chemistry at the moment, and but they're the same talented roster they've always been. But also facing some injury concerns, so that's something to be concerned with. But what do you think about Dallas? Just I don't know the uh, NFC East has just had just so much turnover. I mean they've had a different division winner for the past like 13 years. It's just like ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's probably the same story, different year for Dallas. Um, no, no. Of talent there. We'll see them a lot because the media loves them. But uh, I don't know. I mean the NFC is weak. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, McCarthy expectations are really high. He's definitely on the hot seat here, especially after how pitiful their performance was in the playoffs. But they were a great team last year. They had a great, yeah, they had they had a great offense, and I think C.D. Lamb has a career year this year. Yeah, Micah Parsons should play even somehow even better than he did last year. But I I still like the Cowboys. I mean, they they did lose. I mean, Tyron Smith is out now. I mean, definitely they lost Lel Collins to the Bengals, but. I don't know. I like I like Dak personally. I don't think I think he's a top twelve quarterback, most definitely. But I don't know. More concerns with the Bucks here, but Bucks obviously will turn around and how weak their division is. But I don't know. Some weird some weird you know news coming in before we get things rolling here. So I'm with you. I like the Cowboys. I mean, they're plus money underdogs. And they can get done. I mean, why not? That'll be Sunday night football. So everyone will be on that game. And then our final game we're going to talk about is Raiders at Chargers. You know, a lot of narrative behind this whole division. I mean, it's it's fantastic. It's going to be one of the best we've had in years. And I don't know. My pick was that the Raiders would miss the playoffs. Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs would all make it. And I don't know. I'm still with that. But I think the Raiders have a lot of heart. And they added an offensive coach, which, you know, is always a plus in this league now at this point. But Chargers are favored by three points. It's in Los Angeles. 
I don't know. What do we see here? Raiders added a lot. I mean, yeah, I've. I mean, this is a pretty sexy game for uh, week one. It's going to be an awesome division all yeah. year. I really like the Raiders, to be honest. I mean, they just think Derek Carr has had. I think you were the one who told me this, but he's had some like crazy bad defense. Oh yeah, what was that stat? You I think it was. I mentioned it in the last podcast. I'm not sure if I did, but in Derek Carr's last eight years, the Raiders have been worse than total offense and worse than takeaways. So Derek Carr's getting. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned it. He's incredibly underrated quarterback. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, um, yeah. Max Crosby's awesome on defense. You got Chandler Jones, too, now. Chandler Jones. I mean, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Ooh, they're scary. Of, they got a lot of talent. And I think, uh, I don't know, there's kind of some pressure in Vegas. They've kind of been a different team since they got there. Yeah. They've won in a while, and you know, Davis family wants to get it done. Just yeah, win, I mean, baby. it's just crazy. Yeah, just win. They did that last year, I mean. Ignore all the you know off the field concerns. There were a ton of them. Gruden, Rugs, whatever. We can get into it. Um, they still got it done. They went to the playoffs, and I don't know. They they have confidence coming this year. I like the Raiders. They're a team that I, I mean, who doesn't like cheering for the Raiders in the black and gold? That said, I mean, I don't know. Los Angeles has a lot of talent. They've got Khalil Mack and Bosa back there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they have to make the playoffs. They'll be really good. Year. Honestly, though, um, I don't know. This is probably haven't had a lot of controversial takes on this one, but I kind of think the Raiders are going to get done week one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I like. I like. Honestly, at this point, I like their roster more. I just think they're they're changing it up more than the Chargers have been recently. But I don't know. I, I I'm just obsessed with this division at the time, and it's gonna be so many so many shootouts, just so much offense. I'm really excited. Really excited just for this NFL season in general. Can't wait for Week One to start. Can't wait to see these college football games tomorrow night and this, and Saturday. But I don't know, Trent, dude. I thought it was awesome, but. Yeah. It's a great episode, man. Thanks for having uh, me on. Um, week one. Week one's going to be a lot of fun. Love college football, but uh, there's a reason the guys make it to the pros and some guys don't. And, you know, that's what it's all about. So I'm looking forward to Sunday. And uh, Thursday, I should be a good appetizer. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Thank you guys for checking in with the Jones Zone. My guest, Trent Lamar. Um, take a listen this week on Spotify. Um, really glad you guys can make it. Rate See, review. Yeah. <laughs> rate review. Five stars. You know what to do. Just give it a listen. That's all I'm asking for. Thank you, guys. Reeves Jones, your host in the Jones Zone Podcast.